reignite your passion for God and for his work. Listen to Bishop Edwin Morgan Ogo, the resident pastor of the Lighthouse Chapel International Adenta Branch, as he comes your way on this podcast with the creative force of God's word. Bishop Ogo also pastors the Flaming Fire Service, a vibrant youth service filled with energetic young people who are ablaze for the Lord. He is also the evangelist of the Greater Love Roadshow, a unique outreach program that ministers the soul-saving love of Jesus Christ to a hurting world through music, dance, and the life-giving word of God. Now listen to Bishop Edwin Ogo. share some testimony in the house of the Lord and I believe that this year you would have many testimonies to give yourself hallelujah you have heard the testimonies of so many people uh, throughout the year your turn to has come or will come this year amen hallelujah I want to call another share a double decker testimony hallelujah it's not a single one hallelujah My name is Nana Kwame Osai. I'm in uh, Sound Zone uh, and also in Tilips. LP Nana Bravo is my pastor and uh, SPO Sandler is my shepherd. Uh, in this uh, last year, uh, during the Fresh Wind uh, service, Bishop was actually uh, preaching. But on the, second, on the first day, I didn't show up. On the second day, uh, which was a Tuesday, I didn't want to also show up because a whole lot of things was going on at my workplace. Uh, people were being regarded uh, redundant. They were being sacked to go home and things like that. So I really didn't know what to do. But the Tuesday, it actually dawned on me so much that I, it was all over. So I didn't want to come. So I was actually on my way home. I picked the bus from Medina uh, heading towards Dodoa because that's where I live. So what I said to myself was, if the bus should only, if someone should only alight somewhere around my tea farms, that's when I'm going to alight because I, I see no reason why I should come. So when I got to my tea farm, someone, someone alighted, but I was still in the bus, but I didn't really know what to do. But at a point in time, I noticed the bus was not even starting. When the person, after the person alighted, then I decided to alight. Immediately across the road, I noticed the bus had moved. And then I came, I had to come. So I, I had no choice, and I came. Lo and behold, to the glory of God, immediately I entered the service. What I heard Bishop was actually leading us in a prayer, and what he said was, you think you are going to be sacked, but I tell you, you are not going to be sacked. I want you, I'm leading you guys into a prayer, a prayer that you would not be sacked, that every, any termination at your workplace would not affect you. I was so excited at that point in time. I felt he was actually talking to me, and God had brought me there on that particular day for a purpose. So I prayed. And then he also said again, someone is about liking you. Pray that someone will like you at your workplace. Now, I also said that prayer. And after, by the end of the freshman uh, uh, convention, that was exactly on Friday, when I reported to work, my boss started calling me my son. And even yesterday, he sent me a message. What's the, uh, he sent me a message wishing me Happy New Year. And then he added, Happy New Year my son. He's just a boss, a boss at work. I don't know him from anywhere, 
But after that prayer that Bishop led us into, I didn't, I was not regarded redundant as my workplace, and also my boss likes me as a son. Now the second one also happened on the first of December during our Christmas conference. During the meal session, Pastor Kings was actually uh, talking, and then at a point he made a declaration, and then we were all quiet. And then he was like, at this point in time, when he makes declarations, we should actually receive, because most of us are here, but we are not here for the main word, but we are here for a healing. So he made a declaration again, and then I received. And then after the meal session, we joined, we combined at the L room, both male and female. And then during that session, at the end, he also made that same declaration again, that by the time you step out, you will receive a healing. Now, I was actually having altar. I didn't know till I went to the hospital and then they diagnosed that I had altar. And then I was complaining to my uh, SP and I even complained to a call that I normally have this wild, severe burning sensation around my, uh, my heart. And then I find it difficult to breathe. When I breathe one, two, or I climb anything higher, what I do is I breathe and then in between I pause and I take in a deep breath and then I breathe out again. So it was actually going on like that. And then after I stepped out of the elf room, right in front of the bookshop, I noticed I had walked to the, L, uh, the gate, but I had, there was nothing like I had stopped in between to breathe. And ever since, there is nothing like pain. There is nothing like I stop in between breath again. And it, it, it's, it's been by the grace of the Lord. I just want to say, I just want to say it's not by the doing of myself or any good thing that I've been doing, but out of the mercy and out of the grace of the Lord that the Lord led our daddy, Pastor Akins, and then Bishop through these two healings that I received. I think we should all pay attention and always uh, give a key focus to anything our daddy say, and I'm sure it wouldn't leave us the same. Amen. Put your hands together for the Lord one more time. Nana Kwame, I'm sure that you'd have to tell Bishop personally about that testimony as he was in here. Amen. Hallelujah. Your testimony is coming. Amen. Hallelujah. We want to have some two TSEs minister to us this morning before we move on in our service. Judith and Fatih, please come up. Put your hands together for Judith and Fatih as they come to minister to us this morning. Hallelujah. Oh, show some excitement this morning. Hallelujah. Day numero uno, 2017. You've got to be excited. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. We minister unto you, baby. Amen. Baby, now why am I my 
declared during a watch night service that this morning he's going to teach us how to be great. I, I, can, I can't wait for the message to come. But to prepare this great man of God to deliver what God has put in his mouth is our sister Mary Rami who is going to minister a song to us this morning. Put your hands together and let's receive the ministry of Mrs. Oklu. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can we clap our hands for Jesus? Amen. Amen. This morning, I minister, oh, praise him. Hallelujah. And I want you to sing along with the chorus, which goes like this.
a Thanksgiving Sunday and there's a song called Thank You Lord by Don Moen and I want us to stand up and sing it and glorify God with it.
your hands. Keep clapping your hands. And just turn to your neighbor. Wish your neighbor a happy new year. Happy New Year. A happy new year. You may please be seated. Amen. It's a very beautiful first Sunday, and I'm very, very, very happy that you made it to church. You've laid a very good foundation for the year ahead of you. And I want you to know that every effort you make towards God yields dividends. Amen. Nothing we do in our relationship with God is in vain. So for making it to church this morning, I believe that a reward awaits you. And I want to share with you this morning a message I've titled, The Road to Greatness. The Road to to greatness. Yesterday, we unequivocally established the fact that greatness is in our genes. Hallelujah. It is very important for you to know what you are capable of doing. If you are a fish, it's very important to know what you are capable of doing. Whether you are capable of flying or you are capable of swimming or you are capable of walking on dry land, you owe it yourself as a fish to know what you are capable of doing. If you are an eagle, it's very important that you know what you are capable of doing as an eagle. Whether you can swim as an eagle in the sea, or you can fly very high in the sky, you owe it to yourself. And yesterday, we established the fact that greatness is in our genes. It is a part of our spiritual heritage. The 
that your forefathers, your ancestors, those through whose lineage you've come to be, were great. They were great. Starting from Abraham. Abraham was great. And we who through Jesus Christ become automatically connected to Abraham are also going to be great. The Bible says that that the blessing of Abraham might come unto us the Gentiles. Genesis 3, 14. Jesus himself, who is the source of our salvation, was great. I mean, you think about it. Somebody who lived 2,000 years ago, we still know him today. Some of you don't even know your grandfather. Just your grandfather. You don't know him. Some of us do not know our grand-uncles. At least we are sure that nobody knows your father, your father who gave birth to you. Who knows him? Only you know him. That is not greatness. To think that a man was born among cows and 2,000 years after he is known worldwide, events, time, seasons are all organized around him. That's a great man. And before he was born, a prophecy went on ahead of him that he shall be great. Like let's say the prophecy was that he shall fly. And he flew. So if you are also a child of someone who can fly, it stands to reason that you also can fly. He shall be great. And you are a child of someone who was great. May you be great. Now, 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 if you never become great, it does not take away the fact that you have the ability and capacity to be great. That is why I took a little time off to look up the meaning of the word great. Great or greatness or great is unusually or comparatively large in size. Your business, your ministry, your life, that is what you see, and I like the word comparatively, that is when we compare you to other people, you are large in size. And it should be. 
it should happen in your life that when we compare something you are doing to what some, somebody is doing, yours will be large in size. Another meaning of great is large in number. Number. What are the numbers in your life? What are the numbers in life? Many numbers. Number of members in your church as a pastor. It's a number. Or it's a number. Number of houses you've built. Number of cars parked in your garage. Number of children you have. Yes. And I'm not talking about those two boys with big heads. You see, biological children don't mean much. Anyone whose life revolves around biology, biological relationships, uncle, child, father, is of a very inferior quality. Almost close, not really there, but you are tending towards animalia, animals. The life of animals. Anyone whose life is about biological relatives. There's not even much of Christ in you. There's not much of Christ in you. That is not to say that we, when we become born again, we forget about our biological mother or brothers and sisters, but you need to know that there is also another world. And Jesus proved it with clarity when he told that Asha, who came to tell him in the middle of preaching, that your mother is outside waiting for you and your brothers are outside waiting for you. He told them, who is my mother? Who are my brothers? Those who do the will of God. So those of us who are in church, who have isolated ourselves, you just come, you go, sit in your car, drive away, come, give an offering, not a few notes, when the message is nice, yes, of approval, and then you just, you know, when you have to clap, you just touch your fingertips a little and just to show approval. Let me tell you, that is not Christianity. In Christianity, we embrace others as part of our family. Yes. Greatness also means, or great means, unusual. In degree, in power, or intensity. Unusual. You'll be unusual in power in the coming years. Now when we see you, something is very unusual about you. We know how your life should end. Based on your family traits. Based on your nationality. Based on your tribe based on your temperament but you are unusually different from our expectation you shall be in this year 
Great also means notable. Notable. Remarkable. Exceptionally outstanding. Jesus said you are a city set on a hill. You know, this year, God is beginning a journey of removing us from ordinariness into extraordinariness. Well, well, you may end up and die ordinary, not having stood out, not having been noted in any sphere or endeavor of life, but that does not mean that you did not have the ability to be. Great also means important. You'll be important. And you must be important. I mean, important means that people stop to consider you. You are important. That is why that word must be brought out of its hiding place. The word great or greatness. Because that describes your heritage. To the extent that David would say in Psalm 71 and verse 21 that increase my greatness. Increase my greatness. Another meaning of great means important. Highly significant, important, of high rank, of extraordinary powers. Hey, you will not be small in the coming year. I said, this year you will be great. You will have extraordinary powers. You will be notable. You will be remarkable the people who used to pass you by will stop to notice you. Many of us have not been noticed in life. But in this series, I'm going to teach you how you can stand out. How you can be great. The first thing you need to understand, and perhaps the only thing I will say to you about greatness is that greatness is such a special state to be in, such a favored state, such a favored place to be, that no one can cook greatness. You cannot. You cannot. There is no formula <laughs> known to man, humanly speaking, that makes you great. That when you go to this school and then you go to this school and you go to that school, you'll be great. 
If you like, try. Go to that school and see. <laughs> and when you finish, go to that school also and see. You will discover that there are people who went to that school and are not great. It is true that some people went to that school and became luminaries. International stars. But you, go there and see. So you may be the one who will prove that then it was not really the school, but there was something else. Because you also went to that school and did not become great. I mean, the school I attended produced great people. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, no, no, no. You know, sometimes that's when we are preaching, we say things that are very nice and, you know, just to make the point. But this is one of the things. Yes, the school I went to, Infantipin School. No, no, seriously. No, 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 I'm not, I'm not joking. I'm not saying it's the best school or the, but it, it, it has produced great people. Great people. I mean, to think that the only secretary general, UN secretary general, the, I mean, the world has seen from Ghana came from that school. That is the pedigree. Hmm. There are some schools which produce, I mean, this type of apalahala. No, this, this school produced they set and I, I don't want to spend quality preaching time to give you a list. Even the fact that I even am from that school should tell you something. <laughs> but there's a car park in Accra. I won't tell you where. Somewhere in Accra. A car park. When you go, you meet a man. He must be in his 50s. And he has been there for the past 20 years at least. Who will help you to park your car and show you the slot and so on. When you park, when you finish, he will say something small for the boys. He went to that school. The same school. The school which produced UN Secretary General has also produced we smokers. We smoke. We. When they smile, their teeth are red. I know them. I'm not. I'm not imagining things. So I'm saying that it's not a school. To be great is not by being a doctor. Be a doctor and see if you'll be great. Last year, a doctor shared a testimony. How God had given him a major breakthrough with his wife. And the breakthrough was that by, by a very supernatural move, they had been given one of the nurses' flats in Kolebu. <laughs> nurses' chamber and hall. That is the doctor's testimony. I was at 37 a few months ago, standing at the car park with a, with a doctor, a senior doctor, one of our pastors, a commander. And a lady came. Beautiful lady. I mean, nicely made up. Nice. Now you can see that it's a proper girl. And she approached the, my, my, my pastor friend and said, it's not good. There's no money. 
And the doctor said, she should come to his office. She will give her something. He said, no, she can't come there. Because she's selling yogurt. Yogurt. He showed the Coca-Cola stand. And pointed to the yogurt. Said, if she leaves the yogurt and she comes back, <laughs> the money she will get from the doctor may, may not be equal to what will be stolen. <laughs> And the doctor said, you'll find someone to send her some money. I was there. And the doctor introduced her to me. He said, oh, oh, please meet uh, Dr. Uh, uh, Anne Elizabeth. I said, what? The doctor? He said, yes. He said, doctor. She, that's how I know her. So she did a housemanship at 37. She has finished medical school, finished the housemanship. She cannot get a job. A medical doctor. She cannot get a job. This is just a few months ago. So she's selling yogurt at the car park. Doctor is selling yogurt. <laughs> so greatness is not from being a doctor. I'm not stopping you from going to medical school. But know that as you are good, that, that is not what makes a man great. So I said, I don't have many things. I'm just one known thing that makes a person great. And that is the blessing of the Lord. Katamayan mm. The blessing of the Lord. You continue working hard. You want to be a politician, so you get money. Only you, when you go, you'll be arrested. <laughs> Listen, when you see somebody who is great, a power that is beyond school, a power that is beyond school, beyond talent, and I, I, I believe that God arranged it that way so that we will depend on him. Because it is his blessing. It is his blessing. Genesis 12 verse 2. And I will bless you. Abraham's greatness was because of a blessing. I will make of thee a great nation. I will. You cannot make yourself a great nation. You cannot. Nobody. Look, I'm telling you. So when they finish, they will write books. Great men, they will write books. And give you what they call secrets of their greatness. How they didn't waste money. How he went to school. Oh, I mean, stayed up all night. All types of virtues. You two stay up all night. You may even get confused in the exam room. Most great people write books to extol the principles of their greatness. Many of them, we call them memoirs, autobiography. How he lived his life. 
And when you walk on that road, yours leads to disaster. You read about a great man who will attribute his greatness to his wife. And you will go and marry and yours will be divorced. Because beyond marrying a wife, what makes a person great is a blessing. I will make of thee, I will see out of your life, out of your little life, I will make out of it a great nation. Nobody can make a great nation out of his life. Only God can make you great. And I will bless thee and make thy name great. Anybody you know who has a great name has been blessed by God. Say, believe me, it's not the academy he went to, it's not the school, it's not the profession, it's not because he's a military general, it's not because he's a lawyer. You be a lawyer and see. I was watching uh, um, the story of, I mean, a documentary on, on Obama. And I could not help but remark to my wife that something else is responsible for a person's greatness. Something else. Something else. He went to Columbia University. Do you know Columbia University, New York? It's all for children. Columbia. From there, moved to Harvard. Okay, you, you two go to Columbia University. <laughs> when you finish, go to Harvard. I was amazed. Even, even, even how he became great in, in, in politics, how he became known. Because you can go to Harvard, be the president of Harvard Law Review and not be known by anybody. And be one of the ordinary lawyers on Wall Street. What is the power that takes an African boy and puts him in the White House? It's not Harvard. Something else. It is called a blessing. So in this series, I'm going to show you the things you must do to bring a blessing upon your life. In addition to going to school, don't stop school. But I'm telling you, it won't answer the problems of your life. Even, even the person who noticed him, that no, this gentleman speaks well, even to be noticed by someone. They are powerful singers, nobody knows them. And these Apalahala singers are selling CDs in town. Great singers. Nobody knows them because to be known. The Bible says, the Bible talks about Jesus Christ that he was in the desert until the time of his showing. The time of his showing. There's a time you are outdoored. And it's a power of God that outdoors you. Oh yes. There are many good preachers who are not known. Go, to, go and watch cable TV. Uh, what about DSTV? What about TVC? Rolling many, many churches, pastors. A lot of them speaking rubbish. 
they are great pastors in villages. Nobody knows them. Preaches well. Nobody knows them. Because it is a hand that must lift you and put you on that hill for you to be a city set on a hill. It's a hand. You can't climb that hill and build a city there yourself. A politician was campaigning to be president. John Kerry, the, the one who is a current uh, secretary of state. And he went to his city and, I mean, Obama either introduced him or was speaking and was also you know, talking for him. He was one of the people, party boys and girls. They showed a picture of John Kerry sitting down and looking at Obama speaking. He said, what? This guy, the way he speaks, he can be our keynote speaker. In, I think, 2000 or so, 2004, you know, there's what we call the Democratic National Convention, where it's like the stars appear. In 2000 or so, when he went to that convention as, as a party person, he could not even get a ticket to enter the building. Yes. He stood outside. Ordinary member. This is Obama who went to Harvard. An ordinary member. He was outside as the big, big man and the place was full of party people. He was outside. The convention did not even finish and he took a plane and went back to Chicago. He could not even enter. The next time there was a convention, he was the keynote speaker standing on the stage and being clapped. And something else, another power beyond Harvard or Columbia is responsible for your greatness. I was not surprised even when he was campaigning to be a senator and even to be president his grandmother died in Hawaii he stopped and went he went his mother was sick he, he, I mean, she, and, and I'm going to show you things that bring a blessing so as you are going to school as you are polishing your face you will know that beyond your polished face another power it's what gives you a husband beyond your face. A blessing. Now, one of the first blessings, first, the first thing that introduces a blessing into a man's life or a woman's life, that, that, that begins to generate greatness in the person is being born again when you give your life to Christ you introduce a blessing upon your life directly turn your bible please let's close with this Acts chapter 3 verse 26 and to you first God having raised up his son Jesus sent him to bless you <laughs> in turning away 
and turn away every one of you from his iniquities. God, having sent his son Jesus Christ to bless you, God sent Jesus not just to save you, but to bless you. So when you meet somebody who has received Jesus Christ into his life, there is a blessing on the person. He sent his son to bless you. Not just to take you to heaven. Those of you who are fooling with Jesus, fooling with your salvation, reduce your salvation to Sunday morning church service. When you close from church, we don't know you as a Christian. God sent Jesus to bless you. When you go to the families, why they don't have Jesus Christ in them? Mother, father, there's no Christ in that family. There's a certain blessing which is not there. They may have a lot of money. In fact, millionaires. But if you investigate, you see that there's something missing. Having raised up his son Jesus, sent him to bless you. When you receive Jesus Christ, you have received a blessing. And it is that blessing that makes you great. It is that blessing. Many people, many people, including me, if I had not given my life to Christ, I would not have the life I have today. Paul, a lawyer, no, of no mean repute, he said, the life I now live, this life, I live it because of Jesus. By, I live by faith in Jesus. When you have Jesus, you have a blessing. Yeah. Not just salvation, not just heaven, not just tongues, not just going to school. When you have Jesus, there is a blessing on you. And let me tell you, if only you'll be, you'll be convinced that apart from school, apart from driving well, apart from being a good apprentice, there is a blessing that accounts for your greatness. Without which, in spite of your talent, your gift, your water, you will be small. But have you not seen? I can, I can see gray hairs in your beard. It means you must be a mature person to have gray hairs. Have you not seen that? The, I don't know which world you are in. The world that some of us are in. It is not the pretty girls who have husbands. So there is something beyond. Because a man, a, norm, a normal man is looking for beauty. Oh yes. Something that claims him. Normally, a man is looking for something gargantuan. Something impressive. A woman with body. I mean, when you see that this is a, this is a woman, that's not a man, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Interestingly, it, I mean, if you look around, you see that it, it, it is amazing that the type of woman that any man would want, they are those rather who don't have husbands. <laughs> and then those with crumpled faces, rashes on their face, when they smile, three teeth are gone, one eye is red. Bizarre features. They are those rather with husbands. 
<laughs> Something else. I'm preaching. I'll finish preaching anyway. <laughs> Something. Oh, okay. All right. Thank you, Jesus. Ecclesiastes 9:11 actually is there. The race is not to the swift. Yeah. The battle is not to the strong. Today, I'm explaining to you that there was one who say something else is responsible for a person's greatness. That something else is called a blessing. Not, not blessings. A blessing. When it is on you, you can be put into a pit. You come out and sit at the top. If you don't have it, you will buy a ladder and climb to the top only to fall. If you don't have it. Another thing that brings a blessing into your life is receiving the gospel. Not being a person who sits in church and sneers at the word of God being preached. Scorns and scoffs at pastors. Anybody who embraces the word of God embraces a blessing. Romans 15 verse 29. And I am sure that when I come to you, I shall come in the fullness of the blessing of the gospel of Christ. In the fullness of the blessing of the gospel of Christ. The blessing of the gospel. The blessing of the gospel. The blessing of the gospel. Those who peddle and meddle with the blessing of the gospel. Meddle and peddle with blessings. blessing of the gospel you see that the, the young boys and girls who like soaking messages become wiser so, there's something about them you can't explain the way they do things is different so different from those who open their bible only on Sunday morning that is if they come to church they are different from those who open their bible every morning Every morning, it's listening to preaching. My, what my pastor preached at the all night. What my pastor preached at the convention. Let me buy a CD. Let me load it on my, on my device and listen. The gospel, the gospel, the preaching of the gospel, it brings a blessing. You know, I did not really start the series well. But because of time, because the real way to start such a message is to help you to understand that you are actually coming from minus 400. But I, 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 I really didn't think it was very necessary to, 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 to start by telling you that you are actually, as you sit here, you are actually a cursed person. Yes. As I'm, as I'm, I'm, I'm actually cursed. Yes. We, we, we start, can you imagine a race 
100 meter dash and they are all there and you you have put minus 200 meters to run with Hussein Bolt we are just moving about in cases what we call a miasma 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 of cases miasma of cases yes cases from your father from your uncle even, even, even just by being a human being on earth just by being a human being you are a cursed person on earth yeah based on adam your descendants and especially if you are also apart from adam you have also added ham's own <laughs> negative then we add your own foolishness to it then what your mother also did to somebody who cares her and her children <laughs> because you don't know how your mother got your father she hasn't told you what she used to collect that that's what I say what I say a miasma something very evil and bad doesn't smell nice you are coming out of a concoction of curses. But it's not nice to be talking like that in church. That's why I've, I've just begun as if we are all starting from zero. So, so your life, eh, you must live a life that, that does things that bring blessings. You must continually do things that bring blessings. Because if you do anything... That brings a curse on your life. You are worsening your original states. Yes. Even, even because of the communion we are going to take, I will just end. I, I wouldn't have made this comment. But because of the communion, I, I want to use it as a talking point. Just for a minute or 30 seconds. I'll let you know. Well, the third thing that brings a blessing into your life is drinking or taking communion. Wow. Oh yes. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Paul calls it in First Corinthians the cup of blessing. First yes. Corinthians ten, verse sixteen. The cup of blessing which we bless is it not the communion of the blood of Christ? The bread which we break Is it not the communion of the body of Christ? When you take the communion You drink the wine, you eat the bread You are actually introducing a blessing The cup we will give you May not just be a plastic cup It is a cup of blessing It's a cup of blessing Karama Zande Every sip of that wine whether it's Sobolo or Fanta. Once in the church, we lift it up as communion. When you sip it, you, you are actually diluting curses in your life. You are diluting problems in your life. Paul calls it the cup of blessing. Because within it are healings, blessings, angelic involvement, supernatural interventions, the cup of blessing. Stand to your feet. Please. We'll continue. <laughs> so what's it, what, you see, 
I'm, 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 I'm conditioning your mind. Not just today. When you are walking about in town, don't do things that will let somebody speak a case. Yes. Don't do that. Because you are already coming out, if you've even come out, of problems. Yes. This year, that's what I'm teaching you. I mean, you are born again already. Then, then your responsibility is to ensure that you don't slip away from your salvation. Yeah, because Christ, God sent Christ to bless you. It's a blessing to be a Christian. It's not a problem. It's not a curse. It's a blessing. You don't get born again for the pastor or for the shepherd. You get born again. For, you introduce into your life practically a blessing. If you and your wife and your children are saved, you introduce a blessing. When you receive the gospel, the gospel is a blessing. The word of God is a blessing. And the communion we are about to take, as you are drinking it, you are drinking, it's called a cup, not a, a cup of curses, but a cup of blessing. Please close your eyes. Please close your eyes. More to come. More. I'll show you how to walk the road to greatness. In addition to going to school, in addition to getting a scholarship at Harvard, make sure, not the Harvard at Circle, there's a proper Harvard. In addition to that, do the things that bring blessings into your life. Those are the things that will change your destiny. Not the big things you think will change your life. As every eye is closed, every head is bowed. If you are here today, you are not born again. You want to give your life to Jesus Christ. First Sunday, you are not born again. You want to give your life to Christ. Please close your eyes, everybody. And if you want to receive Jesus Christ as your Savior, please lift up your right hand. I want to pray for you right now. Yes. Just by lifting up your hand, you have introduced a blessing. You are not coming to Christ for a lighthouse or for a pastor or for whatever. You have added. And by that also, perhaps by raising your hand, you have, you have neutralized a curse. You will discover that, that, that what ultimately guides our lives are blessings or curses. So the more things you do to bring blessings, the better for you. You want to receive Jesus as your personal savior. Lift up your right hand. I want to pray for you. You want to be born again. You want to introduce a blessing into your life. The first Sunday, the first day, the first Sunday of the year. If your hand is up, I want to kindly ask you, meet me in front here. Meet me here. Yes. Come. Beautiful. Beautiful. 
You are not joking. There's not even one drop. Face me here. Yes. Not one drop. Do you understand English language? By coming to the frontier, what you have done, how you raised your hand, you came. Your marriage is in it. Your children are in it. Your future is in it. Even getting a husband to propose to you, it won't come by wearing a short dress like this. You can wear trousers, but a man will say, No, I like Mariama. If you want to join them, come. This is not a wedding. It's not a man and a woman. They're not having a, a, a wedding ceremony here. You want to join them to be born again. Come now. People are standing in a strong amount. There is something in the service this morning. Say, dear Jesus, I'm very sorry for my sins. I've gone far from you. Please forgive me. Today, I return. I make a U-turn. I humble myself to start all over again with you in humility to walk with you to serve you, to love you, to know you. Have mercy on me and receive me. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We believe that you have been truly blessed. You can send a mail to Bishop Edwin Ogo at bishopedwinogo at gmail.com. Introduce this podcast to a friend, keep listening, and keep living passionately for God.